Well, hey there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. All right, Amy, I am excited because we are doing another CineSpark. And uh, our last one on Enchanted was a lot of fun. And the film we're talking about this week, ah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I know it's uh, one of your favorites. So what, what are we talking about? We are looking at The Greatest Showman. <laughs> yes. Oh man, you know, and it's funny. I was a, uh, I was a little late to this one. I didn't catch it in the theater, but it was one that the moment I watched it, I knew this is a film I'm going to return to multiple times, <laughs> and I since have mm-hmm. mul- multiple times, especially over the course of oh, yeah. the pandemic. <laughs> like, uh, it was my little go-to happy movie. It always put a smile on my face. Yes, it for sure, for sure brings a smile. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those movies where, like, if I if I come home and I'm in a bad mood, I will even if I'm like busy doing other things, I will still put it on so that it right. <laughs> I at least hear it playing through the house. It just immediately uplifts your mood, like yeah, <laughs> immediately. I mean, the music. I, I love, 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 love. I fell in love with the music before I ever even saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, together the music and the movie uh, together, it just oh, yeah, it definitely it, makes it me hits, happy. <laughs> it hits, yeah. All right, well, like Enchanted, uh, we just want to throw this out there that we will be discussing the film, so there might be minor spoilers. Now it has been out since 2017, but just in case you haven't seen it, <laughs> you want to go in fresh. Here's the time. Turn us off. Come back and you know join in the magic after you've watched the film. Yes. I mean, hopefully you've seen it so you know. And and I feel like everybody that I've talked to who has seen this movie, um, even people who aren't um, huge musical fans, um, still really enjoyed uh, this movie, um, especially a lot of families, um, their kids love the music. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. really cute. Yeah, it's it's just one of those movies that, I don't know, I feel like when I think back, as a little kid, I remember um, my mom driving me down to downtown Long Beach um, to watch this, the parade of the circus coming to town. <laughs> right. And, right. Um, you know, watching the, the elephants <laughs> kind of parade down the street and the clowns and um, as the circus was coming to town. And there's a, there's definitely, um, like a childhood nostalgia about the circus for me. Um, granted, it it got tainted by a scary movie that I will not mention. Will not mention. It's not <laughs> Cinespark worthy at all. That'll be for uh, the Halloween episode <laughs> this year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But um, but aside from that, the circus. I mean, all, all the the acts in the circus. You think about it, like they're all these kind of daring, crazy out there things that are not, they're not what we see every day. 
So there's just, there's, there's an excitement about it. I think one of the things that this movie did so great, even from the beginning, was just creating, um, you know, they opened with this big song and the, right. the scene and the circus tent and all these vibrant colors and crazy things happening. And it just sort of, it just builds from there. It's such a brilliant opening too, because it hooks you right from the start. Yes. They, they basically have tipped their cap, right? <laughs> Show you like, hey, here's the big top, here's the circus. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're just in it from the, from the start. And yeah, it, it's a great opening. You know, this movie looks at um, the life of Phineas T. Barnum. And, um, you know, there is some fact-based reality <laughs> to the movie, and there's some that's definitely not. You mean P.T. Barnum didn't go around singing everywhere he went? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's other details that were <laughs> created for the movie. Sure. But it's just, it's it's kind of a... A fun look at um, what he created and and how like how the circus even came to be, which is pretty fun. Uh, the movie is on Disney Plus, so those of you who are Disney Plus watchers, uh, you can head there to check it out. Um, it's rated PG. Uh, it's about an hour and forty six minutes. And uh, here is the synopsis on Disney+. Plus. They say, Hugh Jackman stars in this bold and original musical inspired by the ambition and imagination of P.T. Barnum, celebrating the birth of show business and dreams coming to life. The Greatest Showman is an original musical inspired by the life of P.T. Barnum starring Hugh Jackman. Barnum was a visionary who rose from nothing to create the greatest show on earth, a spectacle and celebration of his larger-than-life imagination that captivated audiences around the world. And uh, I definitely think that this movie can captivate audiences of different kinds. <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, that's the great thing about it. I feel like there's something for everyone. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it really yeah. does like appeal to a bunch of different types of personalities. And yeah, there's typically, you know, something for, for everyone. It really does have a little bit of everything. There's a fun, playful side to it. Um, you know, there's there's like some dramatic elements That's true. <laughs> to yeah. it as well. Um, there's a little bit of romance. There's even some melancholy, some sadness and yeah. It yep. kind of runs the emotional yep. gamut, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Before we get uh, too far into the hope of the film, uh, I'm just curious. Like, Do you have a favorite uh, character or scene uh, in the film, like something that really stands out to you or that you really resonate with? Well, I, I would definitely say like the first song that I really connected with was This Is Me which is the song that Kayla Settle, the bearded lady, It's a great sings, song, yeah. Um, with the whole, you know, Greatest Showman Ensemble, the entire circus cast. That that song and that scene probably was one of my favorite things. Like, I can watch that a million times over and still not get sick of it. And I've heard that song probably pretty close <laughs> to a bajillion times, and I still love it. That was definitely just a powerful song. Lyrically, musically, the dance that they did for that song was so cool so visually it was just a beautiful beautiful part of the movie 
And of course, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say I was a huge fan of Zac Efron and Zendaya <laughs> together. Um, so that's a, that's rewrite a, the stars. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, and and just what went into that scene, the high ropes and trapeze tricks and all that stuff, like right. absolutely intense things that they had to 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 make look really real in that scene. And again, just a a beautiful moving song more emotional part of the movie, a more serious part of the movie. Those were probably probably my two favorites. I mean, honestly, I could probably mention every single song. <laughs> and that's the great thing about it, because yeah, as could yeah. I. I mean, every single song hits for me. I resonate with every song in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, so I think of, I just thought of From Now On, like <laughs> the song yeah, at right, the end. Right. That's great. The song that Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron do together. Oh, oh yeah, 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 in the bar. Um, in the when bar. they're yeah, working yeah. on the deal that's, at the bar. That's one of like my, that yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, is really, really fun. Mm-hmm. A Million Dreams. Beautiful song. The bit with the kids singing breaks my heart every time I hear it. It's just the cutest thing. Yeah, there's there's just there's so much that I love. Well, I think for me. You know, as I said, I every every song I pretty much resonate with. But I, I think the the ones that really stand out to me. I mean, you mentioned one uh, the on the other side or the other side. I, I think mainly because I, I love the play between Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron in that scene, but more so like the bartender. Like, there's just so much going on. <laughs> And it's just such a visual treat to like really follow like all of the drink pouring and, and dude, mm-hmm. that bartender is like earning his keep that night because man, is he like working it <laughs> like, oh, and man. it's just all in rhythm and ah, oh, it's so good. Can you imagine, can you imagine how complicated it must yes. be to shoot that scene? Yes. I mean, cause literally the timing has <laughs> oh. to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like on a lot of that. And so I, I mm-hmm. can only guess they had to do that a few times cause yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's just so fun to watch. And then, of course, pair that up with the song. It's very catchy, and I, I think it, it really uh, tells a lot of both of their characters. You know, like you, you learn a lot from that song and just that scene uh, and what they're looking for and who they are. So I, I love that. And then the other one, again, you, you mentioned it, uh, The Million Dreams. I, I think that's such a great song. You know, and I love how they use it to go from childhood to adulthood. And the kids are great, but also like the way Hugh Jackman and uh, Michelle Williams like play it when they come in as adults, like they're able to retain that same childlike quality as they're singing. And Mm -hmm. you can just feel like their excitement and exuberance and just love for one another and just these grand like dreams they have. You just can't help but get caught up in that. (laughs) Like it's such a great opening you know an introduction to like their relationship and and what it's all about Mm -hmm. i mentioned michelle williams and you know her character of charity is probably one of my favorites in the whole film mainly because her reactions are just so genuine like when she's like with her kids or with pt barnum like she's just so excited for them you know and like her happiness you can tell it's like really rolled into the people around her and to me Mm -hmm. like when you just watch her throughout the film and you look at it through her perspective uh you just can't help but be inspired by it you know like it, it rubs off on you like her 
her excitement, exuberance, and just joy at life and the way she looks at things, uh, you just can't help but have that rub off mm-hmm. on you. It's just a great performance on Michelle's part. Like, I think her expressions are just on point. I think she's a fantastic actress. Oh, definitely. Like, and, and, and just like the range, <laughs> the range that she can get away with, right, you know, as right. far as an actress goes, like she is beyond talented. Cause I think I had watched the greatest showman and, um, her role in I feel pretty, Okay, <laughs> <laughs> which like those two roles back to back was really interesting <laughs> to see her, her scope there of just how incredibly talented she is. But um, yeah, like in regards to what you said, I love the scene where she's, um, playing with her daughters up on the roof yes, and she's doing laundry. Yes. It, it's the kind of parent that I think we should all aspire to be retaining like that childlike wonder in spite mm-hmm. of like some difficult circumstances. Yeah. Of course, they were having money issues and things like that, but it, she just found the joy in her family and like she was very much appreciative of the small things, you know? I mean, P.T. Barnum, mm-hmm. like that was a, a running thing throughout the film. Like he was very much like, you know, I want to give you this grand life and, you know, I'm never going to be satisfied until you have what, but really all she wanted was him and the family that they created. Like that was mm-hmm. her greatest treasure. And you could just see it's like, she lit up whenever like they were together. And uh, I, I just loved how that came across. Well, and I think that's what created part of the tension in the movie was that Barnum was, he wanted to be successful. He wanted to create something new and big. And, and, you know, he came from just a really hard life. He was orphaned. He was poor. He, um, he wanted better, you know? Um, and, and, and kind of the struggle that we see in the movie is him reaching for that, but at the sake of his family. Yeah, he falls into that fallacy a lot of people do is where, you know, it becomes this, hey, I'm I'm working all these hours for our family. Like I'm doing it for you. But really, he was doing it for himself, right? <laughs> because he had this chip on, like he was trying to prove to everyone that, hey, he was more than what they thought he was, you know, that he wasn't just the quote unquote like street rat or thug or whatever mm-hmm. uh that he yeah he he was more and he just kept wanting more and and i think by the end of the film he realized that that was just an empty pursuit like he he was actually going to lose the thing that was most sacred to him and you know he finally realized that yeah he he i think he was too hungry for the approval of the all the rich, fancy people, you know, he right. wanted to, to be a part of that more aristocratic life, um, to be accepted by them, you know, and seen as, as equal. And he probably wanted to feel worthy, <laughs> you know, of, of their acceptance. And, and yeah, and we see how that literally explodes <laughs> in, Spoiler, a fire <laughs> right. that, um, you know, destroys everything as, you know, all these different aspects of his life are kind of crumbling right before him. And and I think that's also what makes the song from now on at the end such a powerful scene because, you know, it starts, they're all sad and <laughs> bummed out because the circus burned down. <laughs> and, right. you know, and he's lost uh, his family and... Um, you know, he has, he's got to have that moment where he 
figures out what's really important to him. I, I like the uh, the symbolism there with the burning down of the the circus because basically that was kind of his hubris, right? And like kind of burning down, and out of that rose, you know, the and phoenix. Out of the and, ashes we rise. Exactly right. <laughs> so he he yep. basically was able to rebuild himself, and he he understood what was the important part of what he built, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think, too, like his relationship with Bennett, the critic, is also a clue because, you know, throughout the film, he was just trying to do all of these things to impress that guy. Because for him, like he represented kind of the elite highbrow that he was trying to mm-hmm. so desperately become part of. Right. And uh, all all this, you know, chasing. And finally, he he seemingly got his approval when he did the whole Ginny Lind show. Right. But then after you know, his circus burned down and he had that conversation with him. He found out that even though Bennett didn't really write favorable reviews, like he actually respected him. <laughs> like he respected his show and he actually liked it. He just mm-hmm. didn't want to articulate that in his reviews. <laughs> like, I don't know if he just thought it was, he had this image to portray or whatever, which maybe, yeah, he was kind of dealing with his own, like... Sort of, hey, I'm I'm trying to appeal to certain a certain class of people as well, but I, I thought it was interesting. Like that was the guy he was trying to impress when really he'd already impressed him. Like he, it was there, it just in his mind he couldn't see it. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a pretty poignant relationship. All right. Well, why don't uh, we transition into the hope of the film? So uh, I, th- I I feel like there's a lot of hope and inspiration to draw from it. But Amy, what what really spoke to you, uh, Greatest Showman? Hmm. Well, you know, I guess the biggest, the biggest theme that, that, um, that I love about this movie is the idea of community and family and, you know, the people who, um, who joined the circus, you know, they were seen as outcasts, whether it was because of their race, their class, their physical disabilities or differences, they were, you know, kind of considered freaks and weirdos, but together they came together and and formed this family, this group that supported each other. And I love that. I love that idea of, of acceptance and, and community and accepting people as human beings and not looking at the things that are different, enjoying the things that make us different and learning from one another in that respect but not having that be the basis of whether or not we <laughs> accept them. But it was, they were all a part of a big family. And I loved that. I think like a, a big part of it was once they found like their inner strength, like it didn't really matter if other people accepted them, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's where their growth came in is very much in the beginning of the film, all of them very much cared about what other people, they were, they just wanted to right. stay in the shadows because they didn't want to be made fun of. And then towards the end of the film, uh, especially like as we march into this is me, I, I think that's like their big like coming out anthem and like, hey, you know what? We we don't care what you think of us anymore. Like we know we belong and we found each other and there's strength in that. And so that that for me is hugely inspirational. Like I love how the movie deals with like their arcs, like every one of them, you can just see like they get more and more confident as the film goes on. And, uh, you know, one of, one of my favorite scenes is 
uh, right when they're opening their first show with the circus, right? And then they spill out into the crowd. Then everybody's kind of aghast and, you know, they're all embarrassed. But then you see like the kids look at them kind of in a sort of, you know, like kids do, right? They're, they're mesmerized, like they're engulfed with it. And then that gives them, you know, all of the the courage and they're like hey you know mm-hmm. like there's other people out there like us that they see us doing this and it empowers them uh, yeah it, it just was a uh, it's great because i think it's something we can all relate to yeah we've all f- kind of felt the outcast at some point to see the world as kids yeah that childlike innocence and not coming from a place of judgment but of a place of curiosity right and yeah that's definitely a lesson i think we can all learn yeah, definitely. There's a, the second tier with, uh, you know, P.T. Barnum, uh, even though he takes it a bit too far. But I, I do think there's something, you know, you, how the opening with the A Million Dreams and this idea of allowing yourself as, as a kid. Of course, we all have these grand dreams, right? But allowing yourself as an adult to hold on to those dreams and let them continue to fuel you, you know? It might not necessarily be the same exact dream you had as when you were a kid, but allowing yourself to dream big, mm-hmm. right? And to yeah. take chances and, you know, and I think it opens up, like, avenues. I mean, if he didn't follow his dream, like, he would have never met all of these wonderful people he did that joined his circus and conversely, like those people would have never met him. And, uh, you know, like he basically allowed them to have this family and this growth uh, as well, you know. So I think it just goes to show that, hey, following your dreams, following your passions, not only could it take you where you want to go, but who knows who else you'll touch like on the way, right? You help. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's definitely uh, another bit of inspiration for me. I, I like PT Barnum. Dream big. <laughs> I think that's always an important lesson. Yeah, I agree. Don't be afraid to dream. Whatever. I even think of um, uh, the little girl who was his his daughter that wanted to be a ballerina. When they were asking, they were making their wishes, you know, right, up on the right. roof. And she wanted to be a ballerina, <laughs> you know. And then we see her throughout the course of the movie, you know, kind of also... The, the the dance world is in, is is just like the entertainment world. It's a can be a brutal place, <laughs> you know. And so she's going into the, the world of ballerinas with the the class difference as well. Um, you know, coming from a family that maybe doesn't have as much money as the others. Um, right. So then being able to afford her, you know, to afford to send her to to dance school and stuff. But then the criticism and jokes that she gets from the other girls, but. We watch her, you know, stick with it. And then at the end of the movie, and she does her ballerina. And I loved, <laughs> this is going to be so cheesy. I loved that her sister was the tree. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, to not, to not be afraid to go after whatever your dream is. I, I also laugh at what her wish was for, was to marry Santa Claus. <laughs> Hey, well, you know, as a kid, I, I guess it probably doesn't get any grander than that. Really. I mean, it makes sense, right? It right? makes sense. But um, yeah, I just I love I love the way that the kids were portrayed in the movie. They were very cute. Oh yeah, they were spot on, perfect. I also, of course, you know, love the way it ends. I love kind of this bookend journey with PT Parnum. We open with like, this is all you'd ever want, all you ever need, right? And he's in this grand circus, and you think, hey, I have it all. 
And then it closes with him like sitting with Charity, watching his daughters perform. And then, you know, we, we hear him say, this is all, you know, you'll ever want, all you'll ever need. It's right here. And he, you know, he came full circle. He understood that, hey, this, this is what I wanted all along. That This was the dream. And, and here we are, achieved it. It's one thing to have dreams. But um, it's an incredibly powerful thing to have someone else believe in you and to see your dream as well. Yeah. And I feel like that was the relationship between P.T. Barnum and Charity was that, you know, he had all these grand dreams. But she she saw that in him and wanted that for him. Right. And yeah, and that's that's a powerful thing to have somebody somebody in your corner. Oh, that's, that's hugely powerful. Yeah. Can make all the difference. All right. So that is a little bit of why we love The Greatest Showman. It really is a fun, frankly, emotional movie. Like, I, I'm not too proud to admit that I tear up every time I watch it. Like, <laughs> there's like certain parts that just get to me. And it just, you know, because I'm very much someone who, you know, with musicals or what, like I take in the lyrics, you know, and I just, they just kind of roll around my head for a bit. And some of, some of those songs, man, like you just take in what they're saying and you match that with the imagery in the film and like, you just can't help but tear up or get, get goosebumps at the very least, you know, (laughs) so good. Hopefully, if you haven't watched it yet, we've given you a little bit of encouragement to check it out. It is free right now if you're a Disney Plus subscriber. So, Greatest Showman, uh, check it out. Or, you know, if you're like us and you love it, hey, take a rewatch because you can never watch this film too many times. As I have found, I am in the double digits now as far as many how many times I've seen it. So, I, I lost track. You're probably in the triple digits. <laughs> oh, man. Who knows? I mean, I've even I've even been to the sing along version <laughs> in the theaters. There you so. go. Who knows? Nice. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. That's right. And don't forget, we would love to connect with you between episodes on our Instagram. You can find us at AWO Hopes. Don't forget to tag us in any stories of hope that you find there. Um, and feel free to uh, shoot us a DM, send us a message and share a story of hope and positivity in your own personal life. We would love to hear about that as well. With that, a little reminder from P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Showman, a man's station is only limited by his imagination. So let's get out there. Let's dream big. Let's spread a little hope in our corner of the world. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Bye. All right, Amy, I am pretty excited because we are about to embark on our very second sinus, sinus, <laughs> oh my gosh, darn it. Our very our second. Very second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. All right, Amy. Well, I'm pretty excited because we're about to embark on a new cinema magic. <laughs>
<laughs> I came up with a name and I keep butchering it every time. Okay. Okay. Cinemagic. Cinespark. Cinespark. Cinemagic. Cinnabon. All right. It's going to be that kind of show already, I can tell. <laughs>